Hello again, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Game Pass Grab Bag, your weekly podcast reviewing games from the Game Pass Collection, bringing you three unique perspectives from varying skill range. I am the dragonborn of this episode. Andrew, with me, our newborn, Keith. Hello. And the one that has to loot everything, Liz. Hey, guys. So this week was a listener request, so thank you. I don't know how to say your name, but you wrote us a review on Apple iTunes, and thank you so much for the review on iTunes. But your username is Hisha. <laughs> I don't know if that was just random great or it actually means something. It's an A for effort, I think, at least. Thanks. I try. But yeah, so we played Skyrim, or Elder Scrolls V Skyrim, to be specific. And this is brought to you by Bethesda Studios. And Skyrim, I mean... If you have, don't know what Skyrim is, it's a first-person, well, or third-person action RPG where you are playing a dragonborn, a very rare person, I was going to say human being, but you can be a different animal, who essentially has the power to actually control and actually absorb the souls of dragons. And so you're in this world of Skyrim that is going to be destroyed from the big bad dragon named Alduin, and you're taking it upon yourself to try to save Skyrim or destroy it because you have a lot of choice in this game. But going around, Liz, I really want to hear from you. Was this a game or a pass for you? I mean, this is definitely a game for me. It's kind of like when we played... It's kind of like Witcher, right? Yeah, which you've been looking to do a like really big, heavy RPG. Yeah, I again. didn't get as excited as I did with The Witcher. But I mean, this is one of those games where you get... Oh, I say you. I get so distracted with the side quests and you know meeting the different people and trying to help out and so I had to keep reminding myself to keep on the main mission a bit more because it's such a big game and I felt like I mean you were describing it and I was like oh wait I did know that that is the main storyline so I'm like oh yeah I actually got it okay um so uh it's definitely a game for me this is a weird game for me because in I think it's the same of, thing for Witcher. When you, when probably. It's always a game he doesn't like, but he doesn't want to upset the Dire fans. <laughs> well, no, and I think the, I think the biggest thing is is in my in my aged years, I think I've just got impatient with gaming, and I and I'm kind of disappointed to say it. And games like Skyrim, while I do enjoy them, and there's a lot of reasons in terms of the gameplay that I think Skyrim is really, really good. I just struggle to play them sometimes because they're, they, it's not instant gamification in some ways. There's a lot of talking, there's a lot of walking and I just, I kind of get bogged down with, I mean, what it's supposed to be. It's a role-playing game. You're kind of immersing yourself as this character. And I, I don't enjoy immersing myself the same way is I can sit and, you know, play three games of Madden and hate every single one of them. That's not really the full <laughs> point, but I can do three games in 30 minutes or an hour. And I, I just, I, I need the instant gaming now these days. So it is a game because I think it's incredible in so many ways, but I don't know how much time I, I can go back to it. And I barely scratch the surface, which is a bit of a disappointment for me. Yeah. I mean, I 100% agree with what you're saying, Keith. Like, because I was actually saying this earlier in our text group. Like, Skyrim, yeah, is a huge game. And I'm fully with you of, like, you know, being older now. It's hard for me to start a game like this. Like, I've been playing Skyrim for a while. Like, I played Skyrim when it originally came out. And I had kind of the same issue then, too. It's kind of hard for me to get, like, the mental 
like to psych myself up mentally to be like, all right, let's start Skyrim. Let's do this because it is kind of weird to think about like, I got to do all this dialogue and figure out what I'm doing again and blah, blah, blah. But once I start, I don't want to stop. And it's the same thing I'm experienced with like Elden Ring, like Elden Ring. I'm like, oh, you know, I got to start up again. Let's see, try to remember what I was doing, where I was going. But as soon as I start, I just don't want to put it down. And so for me, Skyrim is still a, a definite game. I think it shows its age a little bit on some areas here and there. But uh, overall, though, it is it's really cool because like I, I feel like we're spoiled with a lot of games today, but it's really cool to kind of play this game. And I forgot just how free this game is, like of what you can do. Like, ah, you know, you don't have a horse. Yeah, just steal a horse. Like you could get in trouble, but maybe sneak, go at nighttime when no one's looking and steal a horse. I just want to kill a random person. Go ahead. It might, you know, it might lose some quests. Spoilers, Andrew. Oh yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying, it's, it's just it's it really cool. Episode. It's really cool to like. This is a true role playing game, and I love that. I also forgot to say that I just found it relaxing. Like so for me, like I enjoyed playing because it, it just like I don't I don't know. It's like watching a movie, you know. Yeah, I, I don't know if I fully agree with that, but I, I see where I you mean, come from. Some, I just some I meant moments. relaxing like a movie, like. If you're just sitting down and watching TV, like that level of relaxation. Okay. I mean, not it doesn't play out like a movie. <laughs> Bad wording. So getting into the story of Skyrim, you are you wake up bound up in chains and you're going into a village that you have no idea what's going on. And you start to learn a little bit of, you know, kind of the story and the civil war that's happening within Skyrim. And then you come to find out you're about to be executed with a bunch of other prisoners. But lo and behold, a dragon appears, attacks the village, and you escape. And then so begins your adventure in Skyrim, where you essentially are allowed to just kind of do what you want. You know, the main story, as I said, is this big bad dragon named Alduin is trying to come and destroy the world, destroy all of Skyrim, and basically start the world anew. But you've discovered that you're a rare person called a Dragonborn, who has the ability to use dragon shouts and absorb the souls of dragons, because dragons, I guess, are immortal. I guess you can kill them, but eventually they get revived eventually, but you can actually put an end to them. But then there's also, of course, numerous other stories, such as the Civil War. Do you side with the Stormcloaks, or do you side with the Imperials? The world is your oyster. What did you guys think of the story of Skyrim? I liked it. I didn't like choosing sides, though. I kind of wanted to remain neutral. And I mean, at the very beginning, I thought it was interesting that like the, your name isn't on the list to be executed. Be like, eh, let's do it anyway. And there's so many bad people they meet along the way, and you're just like running into bandits and monsters and so for me it was just like i you're surrounded by all this like evil and i just i didn't want to do anything bad in the game it's just so weird this game doesn't have a morality system but it still just ate you up inside yeah i didn't want to steal i didn't want to there's a option to kill a guy in one of the stories and i didn't want to do that and then i regret i i just stopped when i became um a vampire because Andrew told me I would get an achievement, but I didn't get to that point yet. I instantly regretted it. I was like, these guys are all jerks. Like achievement isn't worth it. That was like you, the you one bad thing it. that I did. I can. Yeah. Oh, okay. But yeah. So for me, like I, I like the story, but it was also just kind of like sad a lot. <laughs> well, I mean, as far as the story goes, I think you have a pretty good idea where I'm at. There's a lot of it. Did you I know it at all? I picked up the, the, maybe not that the, it was a civil war, but I picked up the two sides of the war. I knew the Dragonborn thing. I wasn't necessarily sure about the whole destroying the world aspect. I don't know. I, that might have just been me not getting far enough. But I was like kind of following some of the dialogue. I would try to. There was a lot I started to skip, I, especially once I was like starting just to talk to 
people around town. I in any RPG, if there's a like almost like a static question that you can ask everybody in town, I get to a point where I'm like, I don't care anymore. It's <laughs> it's it's purely information and lore building, and I and it's important for that aspect because I know that a lot of people do like that. So I'm not even knocking or faulting the game for it. It's just it, for me, I was like, eh, I'm I'm kind of over a lot of this. Woof. Speak of lore, if you're someone who loves lore, Skyrim is right up your alley. This game has like an absurd amount of lore because there's books everywhere, like explaining, you know, different, you know, like lineages and different wars that have happened and just like so on and so forth. And like, they're like, some of them are like legitimate books, like 20 pages you can yeah, read. Yeah, I noticed that. I, there was one I picked <laughs> up and I was like, oh, I'll skim through this real quick. And maybe if there's like something in there, like maybe I didn't get a skill. I had to get to the end of the pages. It took me like two minutes to scan through all those dang pages. It's like, what, what kind of book in a video game is this? This is this is too much reading. That's it's crazy. Why I like to think like of them actually creating the game. Like how many people were coming up with all these stories and all this lore? Like just sitting around a table being like, you know, yeah. then the vampires came and. Did you guys ever read like the uh, the romance the romance uh, books? No, no. But, but that's all. <laughs> they're pretty, they're pretty funny. They're called the say, Lusty Argonian. Oh, jeez. I was gonna say though that like those types of things in games are always where the best Easter eggs are found. So I appreciate when it's in there. It's just I don't have the patience in it. Oh, neither do I. Going, <laughs> like going even going back to like my original assessment of the game. It's it's things like that. that I'm like it's so cool and I love the attention to detail. I just I can't. I can't get myself into it these days. Oh, no. Even back in the day when I only was like focusing on one game, I would not sit and read. I didn't like, I'm not a huge lore person. Like I don't mind learning of the world through dialogue, but I'm not going to sit and spend 30 minutes reading a book. If there was a character I thought was interesting, I liked asking them all the different questions. And then there were times where I was just like, I really don't care about you. You seem (laughs) like a jerk. No, thanks. But I also liked, I went on YouTube to try to look up some more like future gameplay because the game is just so big. So I was like, oh, maybe there's, you know, places I haven't seen or whatever. There are some weird Skyrim videos on YouTube. Oh, like Andrew's telling me about the mods and stuff. But also like there's, I saw like, I think it was a couple of years ago this guy walking like the people in skyrim and like talking like the characters and i thought it was hilarious but there was like it took me a while to get to actual like gameplay footage yeah I yeah think, I, th- I feel like skyrim footage at this point is really more meme level than it is like gameplay i mean uh, and I think oh that's kind gosh. of what you're saying but it's, there's so much memes on skyrim yeah With the amount of mods that are out there for it and just, I I don't know, the amount of following that this game has that it's just people have have now memed the heck out of it. But yeah, no, this this game, I mean, it's been around for, you know, it just had its, what, 10 year anniversary? Yeah, a little after 10 years. This game came out 11, 11, 11. And so, yeah, so this game has been around now and I feel like there's two games that just like is on everything. The first one's Doom and the second one is Skyrim. Like you could play oh, Skyrim with just about everything. You can run it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, heck you could play Skyrim on your Alexa device, but, uh, yeah, like I know like people, I think, I think there's a smart fridge you can even play Skyrim on, you know, the switch and everything. So like Skyrim has been around and like, like a lot of people have complained like, Oh, come on, like stop releasing Skyrim. And I like even the creators like, you know, I'll stop make, releasing Skyrim if you guys stop buying it. But, uh, eventually they'll come up with, um, Elder Scrolls six, but that'll be a ways away. But yeah, I, this game is just stupidly massive. And 
I'm surprised people wanted us to cover this game because it's like, who hasn't heard of Skyrim? But man, I feel bad at like, even I, I think I put like 50 hours just within this time because I've been playing it for the past like couple weeks. And even then I'm like, man, I've beaten this game before. Did you say 50? Yeah. I've been playing this for about a month now before we even started doing this. So I think it's interesting. You said that it came out 11, 11, 11, and it is still so flipping buggy. Yeah. So for me with the bugginess, it's not even just like the gameplay elements when you're like walking around, which it is really bad. Like the different animals getting stuck or just in the air, falling through the map. But like even just like switching to trying to go to my quests, it would just freeze all the time and I have to keep going in and out. And then the map would tell me that I was going in the wrong direction and I was going in the right direction. So for me, it's just like, I understand it's a huge game, but after 11 years, like I'm just surprised it's that bad. Honestly, and this is like the better version. It, Bethesda's always been known for the games to be relatively buggy, but like still playable. Uh, if you ever get their games on PlayStation, they always had a struggle like playing, like doing, Bethesda had a hard time like programming games on PlayStation. I don't know why. No exaggeration. I think every time that I sat down to play it, I would have multiple bugs every single time. I'm the same way. All right. Because normally with a segment, we say, you know, what did you guys have to look up? And for me, it wasn't even to look up walkthroughs of this game. I, anytime I was looking things up, it was to look up how can I bypass a bug that I was currently experiencing with my quest. Like there was a couple times where a character wouldn't move anymore. And someone would be like, oh, you know, do a shout at him, knock him over, and he'll work. Which you tried for me multiple times in one instance, and he wouldn't do anything. And I was, didn't we have to quit out? No, I think he eventually worked. But that's the thing. It doesn't have a very good autosave. So, like, I actually found myself saving quite a bit just because I kept having to restart. Yeah, there was another one where I completed the quest, but I couldn't, like, the lady wouldn't talk to me. She just kept, like, repeating the same dialogue. So I had to look up online. They're like, oh, steal this statue at the corner of the room and then it'll like fix the bug. Like that's like what I kept having to look up was like ways to bypass bugs that were going on. That's so bizarre. I I mean, it it probably is a product of how much I played because I didn't, I don't feel like I ran into one every time, but I think the best one that I had was, it was the first time I went to Whiterun. I think there was was an execution taking place. Oh, that was probably Solitude. Solitude. Yeah, that was where it was. So I had gone to Solitude, and there's an execution taking place. It was like, all right, whatever. I tried to stop it one time. That was that was a mistake. <laughs> I, I was fortunate to have an autosave that was me entering the town again. So I went back because I was in a bad place. And I was like, all right, whatever. I can't do anything. I'm just going to walk away. Screw this guy. He probably deserves it or something. And out of nowhere, someone just comes falling from the sky. Turns out it was one of the shopkeepers, I think. So I think I might have lost that that person in the shop. I, I don't know how, how that Oh, they works. fell and died? Yeah, they just fell and died. Just boom. From from nowhere. <laughs> I, I like stopped, looked around, because I was like, did they j- jump off something? What was this? I couldn't figure it out. I was able to loot the body. I didn't get in trouble for murdering them. And like at one point I walked into a like another shop, walked out, and there was like guards investigating the body. <laughs> Needless to say, I took a clip of it because it made me laugh. Um, so so I did have that happen. But like I noticed like does this have a remaster re at all done to it? This like, is the remastered. Oh. Okay. Because <laughs> This uh, is the Xbox One version or something like that. So there is a another version you could buy called the anniversary edition that's available for like 20 bucks 
and it comes with like Bethesda approved mods. But yeah, but as far as like improved anything else, no, this is this is the best. Well, because it was like weird things. So like it was purely just a visual graphic, but it was someone sitting down at a like a sharpening wheel for uh, for weapons, and as his foot would go down, the paddle would go up, and it just was backwards the whole time. (laughs) It's it feels like that's not. A hard thing to fix, and that and that's like kind of what Liz was saying. I think. I, oh. I, I get that's what Bethesda does, but come on, Bethesda, you're you are a triple A studio. If the new thing now is to knock on indie games, do it right, triple A studios. That's <laughs> all I'm saying. I can see keeping the funny ones, but there are some that affect the gameplay yeah. that are really frustrating. And so for me, there's that line for me where it's like, I don't care if it's a buggy game. As long as I can complete my quests without having to keep stopping and starting. So, like, I for me, I agree though. Like, I love these kind of weird cheeky bugs of like, like you say with that pedal, like um, one that was it almost always was never accurate. But whenever you're in combat and you like execute an execution, it kind of does this animation. And ninety nine point eight percent of the time, it is always wildly off. Your character is like flailing randomly in the air, and you see like the enemy a decent distance away from like your animation, and it's just like it's just weird looking. Oh, my least favorite thing, and it's not necessarily a bug, but there. Whenever I was on my horse and I went to like the pause menu or I went to do something, it would rotate the camera. And so I'd be looking in the opposite direction of like where the horse is pointing. It would like flip the camera. It was so annoying. I never got that. Whenever I was on my horse and I did something like, you know, go to check out what my quests were, go to check out the map. It would do that and I'd start walking and like I would start turning my horse because it was all messed up. And for me, I was just like, there's these little things in this game that I'm just like, you can fix that. It's been 11 years. That That's really annoying. It's, it's weird because like for me, like, so someone who's obviously played a ton of video games, like for me, this is, this is Bethesda standard. So for me, I always kind of find it cheeky and kind of funny. Like I've kind of accepted it, but it is kind of weird to think about that I've accepted it because it's not like, because I'm always like, oh, you know, it's a very big game, you know, it's kind of understandable to fix every little one of these things. But then it kind of makes me think of like The Witcher. Like we played The Witcher and it wasn't even this bad. Like The Witcher is just as big, if not bigger. And like, I feel like we didn't get like tons of stuff in that. And also there's like, when you look at The Witcher, if I remember correctly, the horses, like they moved normally. And in this game, it is a complete opposite. The animation's a little wonky. Yeah, Yeah, it's very wonky. They can, I was telling, it's true, I accidentally killed the horse because he, my horse would always just go down mountains. Like I didn't, it was like, it would just look like he was just like hopping. And then there was one mountain he just could not handle. But I also didn't feel too bad because I had a suicidal horse, which, by the way, like I said, I'm not stealing horses. A thousand bucks a pop. I was fighting this, I think it was one of the mammoths. And <laughs> I was super far away shooting him with arrows, being safe. There was also a troll there, so I didn't want to... It was at the beginning of the game, too. So I'm like, I know I'm probably too weak for this battle. So I'm like shooting far away. All of a sudden, the horse just barrels past me. <laughs> and I just see him running to the mammoth and just like instantly gets killed. <laughs> so I just want to point out, Keith, how many horses did you kill this game? Uh, zero, as a matter of fact. So, do you remember when Liz, you know, bashed us in Sea of Thieves for shooting a monkey that's invincible? I never but purposefully. Here, Liz, I never almost purposely every did game it. since then. You have killed animals. 
No. Oh, first of all, I said, I've I said that the first horse was suicidal. I didn't, I had nothing to do with that. He was <laughs> suicidal. I, I Maybe you were such a bad owner. He wanted to kill himself. No, I don't Sounds think like so. Sounds like victim blaming list. No. Oof. And then the other one, like I said, if you go down every mountain, there's one mountain that you can't go down. And it was also because my character died too. It was the longest falling death scene I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it was never ending. And Andrew's like, maybe it's because you're still alive. Maybe you're just in shock. And I, it was just like, it killed me. It's, it, I, I always like that falling animation though. It's kind of comical. Yeah, I didn't, I, I didn't feel like the horses were all that much faster. I don't they know weren't. if they varied in speed. But oh, so I, there we go. He didn't use his horse that much. <laughs> yeah, but I took care of it. Like when I when I got yeah, because you horse, didn't use I, it. Killing I, sea monkeys, killing horses, Liz. I, I mean, come I on. made sure to always make sure that you know it was well taken care of. That that it it was in a safe place when I when I got off it. <laughs> uh, no, but I mean the horses are supposed to be kind of like realistic because you know you're in like a northern place you know where nords are so like those types of horses are like clydesdales so they're kind of big bulky horses they're not built for speed they're built for endurance but sure so it's supposed they, to be like realistic did, they did make it a lot faster navigating yeah. and i also loved of course they have the fast travel if you've been to a place you can fast travel there and if you haven't you can do the carriage so i thought that was great but i actually liked wandering around on the horse because i would discover places that you know weren't on the map right away like it would show up afterwards but yeah. these little like small areas or um, you know, I'd come across a troll and be like, oh, well, let's kill a troll today. <laughs> My word. Speaking of which, this game is just full of breadcrumbs. Like you are just like, I'm going to do the main mission and just like doing one mission of any mission. Even if it's a side quest, you get like two or three other missions every time you're doing a quest or, Hey, I'm going to walk to this cave to do this mission up. Oh, here's an interesting thing going on over here. Up oh, here's another interesting thing. All the loot. Oh my gosh, yeah. So I, many I, urns. And do you know what? I, I kept telling you, Liz, I'm like, focus. You got to focus. And you're like, ooh, treasure. Well, it's also hard too because I need to focus in these dungeons because I get so lost. I go into every look, nook and cranny. 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 And I like that I just kept trying and it wasn't <laughs> happening. I would look into every nook and cranny. I just picture English muffins right now. And um, and then that I would I'd get lost, and then I couldn't find my way out again. I would just go in circles and circles until I finally got out. What exactly is a cranny? That's a good question. I, Nook a and cranny are always like a thing that you say together, but what exactly is a cranny? I didn't create English muffins, so I mean. Because have you ever heard anyone say, hey, check out that cranny over there? No, but they'll be like, hey, go to the, the reading nook. Yeah, but, but you, you don't only have a reading hear cranny. reading nook. You don't hear of any other nook. You what don't hear of any other cranny. A small, narrow space or opening. So, well, it's okay. It's the same with like every like I say crevice, but I was told that crevasse is different. When you just sound pretentious, but it's actually a different thing. <laughs> Crevassier. Yeah. yeah. So bugs it's like, spiders. but nobody ever says crevasse. Yeah. Okay. They say used in a sentence: bugs and spiders conceal themselves in crannies of the park. Oh. Okay. All right. Thank you, Keith. I feel like that's a Thanks, pretty Google. forced sentence. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I wouldn't use it on a on a day to day basis by any means. <laughs> no, I would not either. It sounds very weird, but yeah, I love just the uh, constant bread trail of this game because I, I'm generally pretty good at staying focused, especially too since I've already beaten this game. Like I kind of know like some things that are going on and some nice hidden features and whatnot, like nice dungeons to go explore. But still, it's just so tempting. Just 
you're walking through town, go to find this person. You just hear other conversations going on and here's a new quest. Here's a new point of interest. Yeah, you I, overhear someone it. talking about how like if they go to work like this one more time, they're going to get fired and you're like, they need my help. <laughs> Even though they're a drug addict? No, I think she was sick. No, she was taking skooma. That's the drug. Oh. Yeah. It's like an alcoholic kind of drug. Oh, uh, so I just assumed the best of her. She <laughs> she looked like my character. But one thing that like frustrated me with this game, I had to bother Andrew a lot because I I felt like there needed to be a tutorial or a tutorial mode that you I could forgot pick. this game has like zero tutorial. Because there, yeah, because I became a vampire. I'm like, he's like, use your thing. And I'm like, how? Like, I've, this is the first time I'm ever using it. What do you mean? And then so Andrew was like, oh, it's the same thing as this. But yeah, it's, I it's found wild, it frustrating. Even back in the day, like, I mean, I don't think this game is very difficult, but it is definitely a trial by fire kind of game. But if you're having so many bugs, there was constantly like, I was, am I doing it wrong or is it the game? So for me, that's why I think that they need one. I could see that. I, it, was it always in the game where you could turn off the survival mode? Or is yeah, that something so newer to Survival this mode, is a, it's, a, it's a newer thing. So with the, ten, the anniversary edition that just came out about a, like less than a year ago, like I said, it's a uh, $20 version where you are given a bunch of like Bethesda approved mods. They gave you three for free. And that was one of them. There's survival, fishing, and strange curios. I think is the three that they give you. Yeah. Like I said, I know it gave me the option for, for having survival mode on or off when I started. I opted not to. Yeah. Cause I was wondering when I first, like I was caught a fish in the water and I was like, what do I need this for? Because I, I didn't know what I would need for crafting. And that's something that I wanted to talk about where you have different ways that you can fight. So you can do the magic route, you can do the weapons route. Like, so for me, I just found it confusing where they don't really explain those things. So I just stuck with weapons because when it came to the whole magic thing, I was like, I think there might be a learning curve with this. But then when I was using the weapons, I was never finding better weapons. And whenever I'd go over a smithing site, it wouldn't have anything for me to do. So I just felt like the weapon system was, I don't know if it was confusing or lame to me. <laughs> Where I'm like, I think it's me, but it shouldn't be that hard to get a better weapon or to upgrade your weapon. So I think maybe, I, I, well, so I guess two things. There's one that I agree that it's... Um, there, or that it needs to have like a tutorial of some sort. But outside of that, I felt like at least from my perspective of like having a lifelong experience of just gaming knowledge or gaming language even, I kind of felt like it was pretty intuitive, but I can see where it's not easy either because it's, it's not simple. It's not, but it's not overly complex. I didn't think yeah, I just felt like I was collecting all these materials and then I wouldn't have a use for them. And I also thought it was weird that you're coming across all these unique enemies and none of them have better weapons than you. Or maybe I just got really good weapons at the beginning of the game. So this is one thing that kind of irritates me with Bethesda RPGs. So it doesn't really explain it, but this has always kind of been a staple that Bethesda does. So even though your character's leveling up, everything else is leveling up as well. So, which is for me just so annoying and redundant because it's like, Hey, you gained a level, but guess what? All the enemies also gained a level as well. So the enemies are actually leveling up with you. So uh, that's generally why you aren't seeing some crazy weapons because gear also levels up with you. So being a low level, you're just going to see people wearing, you know, like basic, really generic iron kind of stuff. But as you level up equipment, 
will get better. You'll see bandits wearing oh, better yeah, stuff. Oh, yeah, because you, your perks, it would automatically, like, upgrade stuff as you were using them. So I used a lot of, like, one-handed weapons. Yeah. And so that was actually really high for me. So that's the way you kind of get a slight step above the enemy is with your perks. But you could find, like, a really good weapon and armor set, and you do really well. But once you start leveling up a little bit and all the other enemies are leveling up with you, your armor starts to become kind of obsolete. And you got to look into like crafting new ones or enchanting new stuff. But I think it's so like with the looting, I just felt like a lot of the stuff I didn't need. So it wasn't as exciting. So for me, it's like I would rather have a game where I'm like finding special weapons or special like mods for the weapons or or something. I feel Which, like yeah, you, you are finding stuff for better mods. I know, but like not, I'm just saying like the looting isn't very exciting, especially because I just had so much trouble figuring out how to use the crap I was getting. (laughs) And I'd find like, you know, boots that were like way weaker than mine all the time. So for me, it just like, I never wanted any of the clothing or the the jewelry I would just sell. So for me, it's just like, I'd rather have less looting and have better stuff. I feel like Liz, have you ever played the Borderlands games? No, that's what I feel like you you want is like and and it's not a bad thing is there's just an unlimited number of guns realistically because they have like subsets of guns but you could have a shotgun that shoots missiles or you know an SMG that shoots boomerangs it's like it's just bizarre bonker stuff and you always find new guns or like and just new equipment in general shields grenades all that type of stuff so but I just feel like you might like it but as far as like the overall equipment goes or i liked the magic and i really liked the leveling up like it's one of the things about rpgs and specifically i think you said it's kind of a bethesda thing too this system of like i swing my my one-handed weapons more i increase my one-handed weapons. yeah i do i love when a game does that like i want so many games i want sports games to do it like Again, kind of going back to Madden, I want Madden to do that. If my quarterback throws for 450 yards, improve his passing for me. Don't make me improve skills. It doesn't make any sense. It's it's a dumb upgrade system, and I like when games have these. Like, It doesn't even have to be overly complex, but you get upgrades based on what you do. Because and that's what I love. Yeah, yeah, because then you're not pigeonholed like... Like right at the beginning, it's like, oh, I picked a hunter. You know, I got I to gotta only do this. No, you could be halfway through your game and say, screw this. I want to be a mage and just start using spells and you get better at it. Love that system so much. This game, the freedom in it just felt so good. Like I did not feel constricted at all. I also forgot too that I stumbled across spiders and their venom I could put on my mace, which was really cool. So no, I, I forgot how scary the spiders were in this game. <laughs> yeah, there's no arachnophobia mode, Andrew told me. <laughs> But uh, I want to ask you guys, what did you guys mostly focus on? Like, what was your kind of play style? I stayed fairly balanced. I, I was, I think, definitely heavy on the one-handed weapons. Um, what race did you pick? I was a Khajiit. Ah, me too. What was I? I was the lizard. The cat. You're an Argonian. No, no I was a lizard. Yeah, you're an Argonian. You just said cat. No, no I said we were the cat. Oh, uh-oh. You said, well, it's a Khajiit, and I said the cat. I loved meeting the cats. They were so cute. <laughs> and they, everyone like didn't like them, and I feel so bad for them. So So what did you play as, Liz? The lizard. Yeah, but like, what did you do? Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's getting too close to my bedtime. I'm like, my brain's not working. So I mostly just did weapons. I did one-hand sword, one-hand mace. and. So you dual-wield weapons? Yeah, that's what I did. I never used the shield, and then... 
I also want to point out too that I loved that if you needed a quick healing potion, which happened to be a lot, you could just pause the game and yeah. get your. There's been yeah. memes, tons of memes about that too, of like a boss about to kill a person, then the player starts pauses the game and eats fifty cheese, uh, like wheels of cheese, and then they're full health and they fight the boss again. Yeah, there's been memes about I that. I did it's that funny. all the time, and I would also use the opportunity to put stuff on my weapons for poison and stuff so i actually thought that was really helpful leveling up was another way you could do that if you had a level up that that happened and you were right about to die quick yep. pause and level up full health full everything that yep. was that was a nice little saver for sure so i played as a kaji and went stealth archery which highly recommend doing archery because the ai in this game is not very bright so yeah. it was pretty easy to cheese them just kind of like stand on a ledge and they kind of don't know how to get to you. The mapping for the AI is really bad in this game. So it's really, if you had a tough fight, it would easy just be like, I'm just going to stand on this chair and just kind of whittle you down. I love using stand my on bow. A chair. Yeah. <laughs> so I, the, I love the idea of someone in a fight in the middle of a room. There's like, hold on real quick. <laughs> ah, cramp. How do we get him? He's standing on that chair. <laughs> I mean, a little exaggeration. You, you would have to stand on a, a, a slightly elevated rock was my go-to place. I kind of wish there was a quicker way to switch between weapons instead of doing up on the D-pad. Yeah, it's a little clunky. Yeah, because for me, I would have used my bow way more if it was a more efficient system. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you could you could pause the game to do it, so at least that was nice. You could, yeah. again, pause mid-fight and just come out with a whole different setup. So maybe pause right before a big hit and put on a bunch of heavy armor. But yeah, I, I, I actually went with a, like, I would keep a magic spell in one hand and then I would do my weapon in the other. So I had, I had a little bit of magic and, and weaponry going on, but not yeah, so much that was, on the defense. That was my second setup as well. I would yeah, usually do like a, a dagger or something like that. And then like a healing spell. I was just straight up going with a sword, but yeah, dagger probably would have been a better option. I was doing oh. dagger and like a like a sword and like a destruction spell. Well, I say dagger because I was trying to get the achievement. There's a I'm assuming you didn't interact with any of them, but the Daedric gods, they're like demon gods in the world, and there's an achievement okay. to get 15 other artifacts, super powerful. But of course, all of them you have to do something evil. So Liz, of course, was doing a quest, and I'm like, ah, oh, if you want the powerful artifact, you got to kill this guy. But Liz is like, no, I feel bad. He asked for my help. I, I, I'm just gonna take the powerful staff. I don't need another follower. Screw him. I just kill the guy. This game tugs at your heartstrings too. Because yeah. did you guys go to the orphanage? Oh. She was so mean to those kids. They're like, don't even think you're gonna get adopted. And I was just like, I want to kill this woman. But there's <laughs> kids could? watching. No, there's kids watching. But I also noticed too. One of the the boy that I adopted, his like twin brother must have been there because it was the same exact kid. Yeah, there's not a lot of kid models in this game. Yeah, no, there's not. <laughs> there's like three. But I actually really like that that you can buy a house or build a house. I thought you were gonna adopt. say buy a kid. For, <laughs> <laughs> you can buy a kid. They have a kid store. It's kind of cool. <laughs> well, because like it's sad too because it's like if you do go to the orphanage and try to adopt one of the kids, but. Then there's all the other kids. How do you pick? I felt like he regretted adopting the kid, though, because anytime time he went to the house, he's like, hi, Bob, do you want to play with me? And you're like, ah, <laughs> go away, kid. Gosh, I just want to fight some dragons. <laughs> or get asking for face. presents. And it's just like, and then I feel bad that I didn't get him anything. And just like, I gave you a home. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't give them like a dragon heart or anything? <laughs> hey, Here's this it, bloody dragon heart child. I'm sorry. It so only lets you pick out of birthday. like... Good gifts, like, you know, a new outfit, the 
toy dagger kind of thing. Didn't exactly go to Disney World. <laughs> I, well, it's weird too because like I all of a sudden was looking at my inventory. I'm like, when did I get a human heart? I'm like, what did I do? <laughs> Uh, Keith, did you find this game to tug at your heartstrings at all? Mm-mm. Yep. Nope, not at all. <laughs> I, will say, I will say, though, I, I kind of like Liz play with a weird morality, and I don't know why. I just don't. I, I'm like, this is permadeath. If I'm, I'm afraid. What if I need this person in the future? There's so many people. So I don't, I don't like to kill people I don't have to kill, but I don't know if they're like, hey, Here's the ultimate mega sword of destruction. And this guy's like, no, I have golf tomorrow. Like, All right. <laughs> s- sorry, Hank. I don't, I don't know. And yet, I'm sword. the bad it's guy because my horse died. Hey, you're the one. No, you yelled at us because we hilariously shot. I don't a, remember raising my voice. A, a monkey that could not get hurt out of a cannon. And it was hilarious. <laughs> So no, we are not the same, Liz. I mean, don't get me wrong. I yeah. See, for me, my hiccup was the same as you, Keith. I didn't want to accidentally kill people. Like I got a sword called the Ebony Blade, and it's only does like twelve damage. It's kind of weak. It's a two-handed weapon, but its perk is you know doing damage heals you, and you can actually improve the weapon by specifically killing people who trust you. So it's a very specific group of people you have to kill. So I'm, I'm like struggling because like for the longest time I had Lydia as a follower and I'm like, man, this girl's great. And I'm like, God, I really want to upgrade this sword though. Did you kill her? No, I didn't kill Lydia, but I killed a different follower. I, I recruited someone else and killed him. I think I have maybe three followers. I keep Lydia, even though she always gets in my way. There was actually <laughs> I one time. hear you. Lydia, get out of my way. Well, because she like blocked the stairs and it just like it happens <laughs> over and over and over again. And just like. <laughs> Andrew said go into the room do a complete circle yeah, and I'm like I should not have to like if I'm pushing against her she goes oh and it's like <laughs> why do you think I'm pushing you like get out of the way <laughs> I don't think the cat would have done that you know that's oh. <laughs> your impersonation of Lydia and okay. she was like my my horse that just Went off. She Did just, you just describe her as a horse? No, she's like my horse, where she's just like <laughs> oh, runs into her? battle. I didn't. Oh. <laughs> no, see, this is like, I love that about that sword, though, because that feels like such an intentional thing to be like, oh, we're going to we're going to mess with you on this one because this is you're going to have to well, like this person. <laughs> nah, dead. You're oh, in a database. There are some. FBI agents looking at this game. Who is killing people that? No, no, no. Trust hold on. Them? Me? Wouldn't it be the programmers who programmed you to do yeah, that? They're anything. programming it to find sociopaths. Okay. Like that's what they're doing. No, they are not. You're no, on a list. It is. It is just. It is a perfect thing in video games, and I love that they do it. Like, did I send you that comic the other day, Andrew? The one. It's like. This person has an arm around him and he hands him this weird shrunken head. And he goes, oh, this increases damage taken. And then it cuts the, the person who handed it to him, just giving him a thumbs up. <laughs> yep. Great. Oh, yeah. I actually remember those. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, I feel but, like yeah. should put that on our Facebook. It was a good one. But I will say, I think playing this game now, I think my biggest complaint of Skyrim is the combat overall, though. The combat's not that interesting. For me, I feel like I'm plowing through a dungeon, then randomly you meet an enemy that just plows you. 
And it's just like, it felt so inconsistent of like, yeah, I'm doing great. And then all of a sudden, I don't know, some big old beef boy just like two hits me. And it's like, okay, never mind. I guess I, I thought it was well geared, but apparently not. Or somebody with no armor is fighting you and you hit them like five times. They have no shield and they're not dead yet. <laughs> yeah. But then somebody who has armor and a shield, I hit once and it's like fatality. <laughs> Uh, oh my gosh. And the other thing I got really annoyed with, I remember back in the day too, when I was playing this at first time, I'm like, cool, this game has dragons. The freaking like sixth time. I'm like, my God, these dragons need to go away. I hated the dragon fights. They're so tedious. Yeah. I oh played on the God. second easiest and they were crazy easy to kill. Yeah. They're not hard. They're just constant. Every time I'm going to a town, here comes a dragon. And they're so wonky that like, I don't know. They're just really annoying to fight. Yeah. There didn't seem to be a lot of method to where they were flying or landing. You kind of just ran around to try and find them. All I did was I just took two magic spells, and I just sat there, and I zapped the heck out of them. Yep. And that was about it. Yeah. They're just, they're not fun fights. Like, so for me, like, I I cannot wait for the next Elder Scrolls. I just hope they improve the combat. Because like I said, my number one strategy was just cheesing enemies of standing on an elevated chair or a stone and... Shoot him with arrows and you win. You and like, ah. and since the combat's not that interesting, the few boss fights this game has are very boring. They're just bullet sponges or arrow knife sponges. You got, cause you got like the main boss, the, it's the final boss fight. It's very boring. Then with the expansions, you fight you know, the very first Dragonborn, but it was just, it's just not an interesting fight. I mean, honestly, combat was one of the biggest gripes I had. And I know it's boring, but I wanted more of it is is what i wanted and i go back to like i felt like i just spent a lot of time in this game walking and that's where where games like this right now for me at least is i just i don't feel like i have time to commit to just walking and exploring i want to do the thing i want to i want to get out there i want to swing my sword i want to fight some dragons and i want to i don't know i want to feel like a cool dragonborn not like a Hey, let me walk around here for a while. Hey, did you know that this little boy is bullying this little girl? Get out of here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kick you in the butt. Like, I, I, and, and part of that is all part of RPGs, and that's fine. But, my gosh, I felt like I did so much walking when I See, wanted to do so I, much more fighting. I felt the opposite. Yeah, I, I didn't think I walked that much either. Yeah, I think it's because... Like I said earlier, like I was using the carriages if it was super far and I would do the fast travel. And besides that, I felt like I was more fighting in the dungeons and walking. I mean, I, I was using fast travel. I, I was, but I love the fast travel in this game. Oh yeah. It's, it's very convenient. It doesn't, doesn't seem to have any negative impact. So I used it where I could, but overall I just, I don't know. I guess I didn't feel like I did enough fighting and I felt more, I was running around not even doing fetch quests, just like doing dumb things. <laughs> Same kind of surprise you felt that way. Cause anytime you were traveling, cause yes, I do agree. There are some moments where it's like, yeah, you know, you can't take a carriage there or whatever. Like you actually will have to travel there. All right. That kind of stinks. So I just steal a horse. But even when you're traveling, there's just so many points of interest that it's like, it, you just constantly are just checking out other breadcrumb trails of, Ooh, bandit camp over here. Ooh, a cave over here. Ooh, here's a dungeon. And you end up going on these adventures. And I felt like I was always fighting something, even when I was traveling. A lot of times I would ignore the bandits that chased me or the wolves that were biting my horse. I would just like go faster and, and ignore them. So for me, like I was just really 
quest focused. Like I actually, I got a lot of quests done. I did a lot of the miscellaneous I was surprised at how much you did. Yeah, I was really enjoying that and meeting the new characters and stuff. And yeah. So Liz, you became a vampire. Keith, did you become either a werewolf or vampire? No, I I would choose to be a werewolf any day though. Over I a vampire picked, especially. I picked vampire because Andrew was already a werewolf. I did werewolf. I'm so Team that, Jacob. Yeah, that. <laughs> <laughs> but that's oh. the only reason why I picked different, and I definitely regret it. Like I just became a, a vampire, and I'm just like, mm, guys suck. I will say, being a werewolf is actually a ton of fun. I like, mean, I'm sure being a vampire, like the combat is going to be fun. Like I was dabbling a little bit because it's I you use like the the magic yeah. in one hand so and then you look like beastly like it's your appearance changes a lot so I don't know I wish I had gone the werewolf route so, so they're not sexy vampires no no there is one there what's her name uh Serena uh, yeah I feel like they focus 99% of the time on like the characters <laughs> faces on this one beautiful lady <laughs> Those Not expansion. that the other characters look bad, but you can definitely tell that whoever made her was like putting the time in. Yeah, yeah. she was, you know, <laughs> when they made that expansion, that was all they said, sexy vampire lady, buy this very, expansion. She was very pretty. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so like, since this is obviously like the Xbox One version, whatever, this has, you know, all the DLC, which is three of them, Dawn Guard, Dragonborn, and Earthfire or Earthstone. Earthfire, I believe it is. But uh, yeah, the expansions, I thought were okay. I played a good amount of the Dragonborn one, which I thought was kind of boring because you open these books and we get teleported to another world. And it reminded me very much of Oblivion and doing Oblivion Gates. And I hated doing Oblivion Gates. And this was the same thing. It was just like this really bland looking world. But uh, they at least added some cool like weapons. Like the Dawnguard one, I thought was awesome. Give you a crossbow. I just think I love that crossbow. But yeah, I will say this is one of my biggest hiccups with Skyrim. I found the environments to be very bland. I think graphically this game is pretty cool, but my gosh, you are seeing a lot of the same dungeons, the same caves, the same Dwemer, you know, like steam factory places. Yeah, I, I mean, got really repetitive. No, to some places, like that's the big thing that yeah. changes. But I feel like yeah. I went far west, far north, far east. Like it was. Very samey. Yeah. But I will say there were times where I was like up in the mountains and I would look around and it was beautiful. Oh yeah. The vistas are great in the game. And also like you look at like, um, I, when you were talking, I remember that you get like the, the shouts, yep. the three different shouts. And when you use oh. the one that like pushes people, you get that cool effect. Um, so for me, like I did like the graphics, but I wish that, you know, if you're going far away, it should look a little different. Yeah. Yeah. In a world as big as Skyrim. There should absolutely be more environments to it, but the the one thing I was gonna say, and it, you guys already did, but I agree with you, is like the vistas and like the expansiveness of them. Like those were very well done and very beautiful, but otherwise, I don't know. It felt like an old game. <laughs> yeah, it did. I actually thought it was a bit older than it was. I wouldn't have guessed twenty eleven. Yeah. But I mean, like, I think like for me, my favorite part is armor and weapon designs, I think are really cool. Like getting like ebony armor, or ebony blades. For me, my favorite set was the glass, any glass dagger, glass axe, super cool looking. It's like teal and gold. Love the graphics of it. And yeah, I think the character models are really great. It's just, I got so sick of seeing snowy, stony areas. Like, yeah. and that's why I was excited when I was 
playing Dragonborn. It's like, oh, you go to a different island. I think it's supposed to be like off the coast of Morrowind. And it's still majority of the time is just snow. And it's just like, come on, like, give me something different. I wish that there were more surprises. So there was one time that I was like walking around and there was a bear. And it actually startled me. I wasn't <laughs> expecting that. But I felt like I was looking at like, you know, you're you're in the east or the west. You're going to be being chased by wolves, going to be chased by bandits. You know, I feel like there wasn't as much to break it up. But like I said, I didn't feel like I was walking a lot either. So I guess it's not necessary. But. Yeah. I was probably I love just doing this wrong. I mean, isn't that really just like the motto of this of this podcast at this point? It's just Keith playing the game wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that is uh, very true. Um, now, I don't think either of you dabbled in the house building, did you? I did not. I wanted no. to because I wanted to adopt one of them children. Well, you can buy a house and... What is white? What is white? You can buy a house in almost every city. Yeah, that's what I did. Some of me buy land. Wait, what happened when I was trying to build a house? I the guy uh, was in. That's right. You were you went to Dawnstar because that's where I recommended. That's where I bought my plot of land to build the house. But yeah, the Jarl wouldn't talk to you or like give you the option, even though you did the quest yeah. to become the thane of the place. Yeah, it was like another bug. And then I just gave up. Yeah. So. In typical this fashion. Yeah. But you know what? I really, for me, knowing how big this game was and how like we had a week to play it, I just wanted to grind through the quest. So that's why I was just like, do you know what? I guess it's not happening. And yeah. I did that a lot. There were times where I was like, do you know what? I'm just going to not loot this area and just keep going. Yeah. Like if you just go through like the main quest, like I, I swear you could probably beat this game in like eight hours. Like the main quest, there is not a lot. I, Side like, quests were my favorite. There's like though. 10. I mean, well, that's the thing. It's like, can you actually stay focused to do the main quest? Well, it's not even just like me like being scatterbrained. I was just enjoying it. So for oh, yeah. me, I was like, I'd rather enjoy the game and go about it slowly than... Well, I 100% agree with you. Like the main story for me in this game, I thought it's just very generic and just kind of boring. But the side quests are where the fun is, where, you know, you actually find these cool characters and these interesting stories that are going on and like these like fun trails that you're going on. Like the civil war aspect of Skyrim is so much more entertaining and interesting than the actual like main story. I like that you call a civil war entertaining. Oh, <laughs> well, because <laughs> it weird is. Word I mean, noise. because you pick what side you want and then you do like a huge castle assault with a bunch of people and then basically try to overthrow the government. It's, it's cool. Civil yeah. wars are cool. <laughs> I mean, on a game, this grand of a scale, something that grand of a fight feels way more fitting than just, uh, some kind of boring, I don't want to say boring, but kind of basic dungeon crawling, especially with the the minimal loot aspect to it, where it's like, I don't know, you don't feel like you're going for all this different variety of, of weapons and stuff down in a dungeon. Just yeah. Down there for a purpose, to do a job. But uh, as far as time to beat goes for Skyrim, though, as you can probably guess, it's crazy massive. For main story, the average is looking about 34 hours. For completionist, you're looking at 232 hours. So, Golly. Yeah, a stupid amount of time. Um, like, I saw someone on my friends list actually had over, like, nine days of gameplay in this game. It's just pretty insane. Nah, that's... I don't know. I think about that, and I, like, I go back to, like, Overwatch. I think I have over 30-some-odd days on Overwatch. That's thousands of hours. <laughs> Yeah, and then one of our Twitter Mike. followers says he has about 13 days of gameplay. Like, you can waste so much time in a Skyrim. That is pretty awesome. But, um, overall, so uh, what did you guys think of the music and sound effects? I thought they were good. 
I remember like one of the kind of melancholy songs that was going on, but overall I don't remember it that well. There's so, not a ton of music. So that means it wasn't it wasn't bad, but it wasn't exceptional. That's what it means for me if I don't remember it, it too well. It it was it was a game that was all about I don't know, storytelling with the music. Like it just it fit the mood of the the game, but it wasn't anything that stood out. Like I like I agree with you, Liz. It kinda not faded into the background, but I was just like, okay, it fit what I was what I was doing in the moment. But nothing. I was like, "Wow, this! I gotta go! I gotta go listen to this! This is incredible music." <laughs> the voice acting was really good too. Oh, the voice acting, I think, is really good. Yeah, it was awesome. But the only thing I didn't like was Lydia and her O's because I just—it was always <laughs> when she was doing something annoying. Oh, I will say, I kind of—you you heard a couple of the same voice actors a handful of times with the, the same like, it's like a different character model, but it's like, yeah, you sound and exactly like this last guy. And sometimes the face wouldn't fit the voice. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the music overall, though, I thought kind of fade in the background. You know, you get you get the you know the epic chanting Norsemen that you have like in the main menu. You get that when you fight dragons or like some other big battles. But it was kind of short lived. Like I feel like this game should have had a more expansive soundtrack. But one thing that I loved in this game was the sound of arrows. When you're actually going through an arrow fight and you hear the arrows like tinking off the stone walls, it's a really cool sound effect. It was like super minor, but some- I just love the sound of the arrows. Sometimes the battle music would uh, happen when nothing was going on. That happened to me. Yeah, and you're like, where is, is there an enemy? Is something chasing me? Like, or, or like if you try to sleep or fast travel and it says, you can't do that when there's enemies nearby. And you're like, who is an enemy? <laughs> <laughs> That's also like a classic meme. There's so many memes from this game. And then, of course, I mean, you were touching on it earlier because this game is so massive. Achievement hunting might be a little long. A little long, but overall, though, I... I think I'd recommend this game for achievement hunters because there isn't anything too difficult. It is just essentially doing some main quests. It's the majority of the achievements. You look at how much time you put in, Andrew. You've yeah. got in 490, uh, 31 out of 75 achievements. Keith, you got 65 with 7 out of 75. And I got <laughs> 175 with 14 out of 75. Dang, I thought I broke 100. That's yeah. sad. Yeah, you, were, you were kind of close. <laughs> Yeah, so I, w- I probably wouldn't recommend it for, like, completionist achievement hunters. But overall, though, like, the achievements aren't hard, which is kind of nice. Uh, there's, like, one, as far as I could tell from what I was looking up, that is missable. And that is to collect 15 Daedric artifacts. And so that's what I was warning Liz about. There was one time where a guy is going to destroy a Daedric staff. And I told Liz, if you want that achievement, you got to kill the guy so you can get that staff. But there is apparently, of course, a bug in order to actually bypass... If the staff gets destroyed, I didn't look into the details because I said, screw that. I'm just going to steal the staff and kill the guy. (laughs) So that's probably the only maybe missable achievement. But as far as the other ones go, like, you know, you can just about achieve all of them, which is kind of nice. And the nice thing, too, is if you ever find something difficult, you can go to gameplay and put the difficulty to super easy at any time you want. And it doesn't game doesn't penalize you at all either. Or you can crank up the difficulty if you find it too difficult. You can do that mid game at any time. I didn't realize that. Fun fact. I mean, I wasn't. It wasn't the difficulty that I was struggling with as much, but that is nice to know. Maybe make it move a little quicker. But yeah, I think I don't know. Again, I I keep thinking about my walking complaint, and I'm sure I was playing the game wrong. But I, I think <laughs> at I least just, you found a horse, and you weren't like just going barefoot the entire time. I feel like I was probably just doing a lot of meandering, and that's probably what my issue was. I meander a lot in in open world <laughs> games. 
which I mean, this game is like ripe for it. Yeah. And that's why I go back to, it's like, it's nothing against Skyrim. It's just, I, I'm just not, I'm not good for, for games that require me to like really focus on what I'm doing. I, I told you this. I, it, it's not the first time it's happened, admittedly, but I fell asleep <laughs> playing Skyrim the other night. Like, because I was just doing something running around town and I mean, obviously I was a little sleepy too. But uh, yeah, I just I just went ahead and nodded off there on the couch and I woke up and I was like, oh, I'm at a pause menu. That's cool. I don't uh, understand how you gave this a game, Keith. Like hearing you talk about it, I'm just like, how is this a game for you? Because I like everything about it. I really do. And it's But are you going to play it again? Probably not. But it's so how is time. it a game? How is it a game if you're like, oh, I'm, I'm probably not going to play this game again? I feel like a game for me is like a game that I'm like, I like this game. I'm going to play it again. Well, and I think, and, and it's not a bad thing, but this is one of the big differences in like how I think Andrew and I, uh, I will kind of seclude us over here and say how Andrew and I rate games versus you look at them is it, like as much as like I can appreciate a game for what it is because of, of how I, I don't know. Like gaming and, and everything about it is, I don't, I don't want to say passion, but it's just something that I, I love. Whereas it's something that you do and you enjoy definitely. I, obviously, you wouldn't do this if you enjoy, but you're, you, you don't consider yourself a gamer. And I, and I just, I always think about like, those are the distinctions that I think I agree with you on. Well, no, for me, like, I'm, I'm just saying like, when I say if it's a game, I'm saying it's a game for me. I'm not saying, oh, this is a game that people should play. Like, if we're, when we're talking about a game, it's like, this is, like, my view on the game. So, for me, when you say, oh, it's a game, but you're like, I didn't play much of it, and I'm probably not going to go back to it, and I really don't like a lot of these elements that are, like, <laughs> fundamental to the game. I'm like, who, who are you giving it a game for? Because it's I definitely not you, so how is it a game? <laughs> I feel like I, I wasn't I, super negative about it, was I? No, no, but you're just saying, oh, like, this, this isn't for me kind of thing. It but didn't sound like you had a fun time. You're just saying like you didn't. You're like oh, I didn't like put a lot of time into it. I probably won't play it again. I just felt like I was just kind of like wandering around, and I'm just like, then like how is this a game for you? The hardest part for me is is honestly time. If if I if I had more time to dedicate to this type of a game, and really actually focus on it when I was doing it, then I absolutely would love this game. I, but wouldn't I, it still be a pass if you don't make the time for a game like this, though? Because you're like, this type of game, it's it's not worth my time. And that's not a bad thing. But I'm just saying, like, if you if you don't make the time for a game, then it's like, not, then it's not for you. I, 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 I do get what you're saying. But it's, it, <laughs> but in terms of how I see it, it's, it's not about that I don't want to make time for it. It's just, and it's not about the game. It's, it's nothing about Skyrim itself that's like, Oh, I don't want to do that. It's it's the style of it, and and I love the style of it. Honestly, I really do like these games. I appreciate that everything about them. I just have a hard time like committing to them. Like I like I ten years ago, I would have. Well, I didn't have an Xbox at the time, but I would have <laughs> loved this ten years ago when it came out because I just had more time to do that. Well, it was on but there's some games that you that we've played that you're still putting a lot of time into because you like it. So for me, it's just like like when it comes to gaming for the podcast. If I like a game, I find time for it. I like it, and I feel like we're all like that. There are times where we, where all three of us, will put a ton of time into a game because we really enjoy it. So for me, if I'm not making time for a game, then that 
that game's just not for me. Because I feel like all three of us have had games where we're super passionate and like we all get like we get like a thousand score. So it's just like I just I just I don't, I I don't like know. Liz you can keep your game. On, on you can keep no no no. Because, I'm just like curious like because I feel like every once in a while we like rate we do it differently where it's just like you know oh I think the game deserves a score where like for me it's like no this is the the score for me playing the game. This is like, if it's a game for me or not. So I was just like, are we going like back again? Because like, just because you, the way that you were talking about it, I was like, I don't feel like you like it. I don't feel like you were like, let's play the game this week because you just didn't like, it wasn't for you. So I was just confused if it was a game. Like did, I wasn't sure if you were changing your mind as you were talking. I like Liz getting defensive. Like she's afraid she's hurt your feelings. I know. Cause I just don't want <laughs> I, I just, I, I, I don't know how to answer your question. That's okay. You and can I'm keep not, it a game. I was just making sure that um, I heard you right at the beginning. Cause I was like, wait, I thought he gave well, it a game. Okay. So I want to clarify a little bit, kind of what like Liz is saying to you, Keith. So when we did Witcher, you specifically, you gave that a pass because you said it is a good game. It's just not for me, but this game you gave a game. So what between the Witcher and Skyrim, like switched it for you? So I like I like more of the RPG mechanics to this one. That's you just like the more like free like freedom. I do. I and it's and it's part of it's part of the the blessing and the curse of it to me because I found myself just kind of getting lost in my in what I was doing and of walking. Yeah, of just being like, (laughs) oh, I think I'm trying to figure out this because I was really trying to like I I I wouldn't I don't I like I don't know how to explain it. I just. In terms of, I did a lot of just being like wandering around trying to find locations, and I would realize that they're like, oh, it's taking me to a location outside of the city. And I, it, like, it was dumb things. It really was. I probably still played like eight, nine hours of this game. I don't know. It's hard to say because even whatever it shows for my hours played, again, is skewed because there was. Because you fell asleep? Yes, because there was definitely some sleep hours in there. So I. I know that it's skewed, but at the same time, I, I I feel like I still played a decent amount of games. And actually, I have I've played this game. I I never mentioned that I played this game in the past. I remember creating like lizard characters, but I don't think I ever got more than past like the first mission because I think it was like I maybe played it on your Xbox years and years ago type of thing. Probably. So it's just one of those things that I'm like I and this and I. And I guess for like small reasons like that, like Skyrim for me does stay as like a game, and I I think it's a game. I just I I I don't know. Maybe I'll try it again, Liz, just to just to prove my my <laughs> game to you. Wait, did you do a funky character? Did you change your character up at the beginning? I tried, right? That was honestly one of my biggest gripes about the game. No, we didn't talk about that. Uh, so maybe this is just a quick and another thing. But that was probably one of the biggest gripes is I was trying and. It, there's a lot of different options, but none of them made a big enough difference to be like, Ugh, that's a hideous monster of a character. Couldn't do it. Did you name your character Coco Piff again? I sure did. <laughs> Coco nice. Piff lives on forever. I would in our heart. What is yours, Andrew? I did Hector the Well Endowed. <laughs> All community. I and you did my like I usually do tulip. I did tulip. You know what's uh, super random thought I just had, but speaking of names that we didn't talk about last week. Did you? We didn't talk about any of the the names of like weapons or armor, or or things like that that you could give to the stuff in Ayudin. Oh uh, yeah, oh uh, yeah. 
I forgot about that. Maybe we'll I just save that for a side quest. <laughs> we'll go back and look at it. I will. Um, you but can another, guess what the other person named it. Anyway, sorry. Another quick another thing for me, though. Uh, this is a fantastic xCloud game. If you have a controller, this is a great game to play on your phone. Because I found the quick save to be really good. And even though Liz disagrees, I think the auto save is actually pretty good as well. But yeah, there's times where I'll just be playing and I'm like, oh, I got to go. Quick save, boom, drop the game and I can quickly pick right back up. Yeah, it wasn't terrible. It just like, it, I always died during an annoying scene or, or whatever. And so for me, like I would get frustrated when I'd have to like travel again. But it really wasn't that bad. That's just me being picky. Because the other thing that makes it such a great xCloud game, it's hard for us to say because now we all have a series console. The load times of this game are instant. You can't even us. read it. The stuff yeah. that pops up, you can't read it anymore. I, I remember back in the day when you actually played this on 360, it was like a good 20 second load time every time, which kind of got annoying. But if you have a series console, it's just one second load times, which makes the game so much more enjoyable. But uh, let's get into our final thoughts here. As uh, Liz, you know, railed Keith about his, you know, game or pass. Yeah, I so feel Keith, like the only thing I have to do is give it a score. I know. Yeah, 99. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel like I want to keep that just for spite, but uh, but no, honestly, I I I think I would say like I don't know, I think eighty's good, because because again, I I don't know, I like I really I do struggle to rate games like this, I really do, and it's yeah. and it's apparent. I I mean I struggle a little bit too, because like for me. Like back in the day, I remember I gave this game like I'd give this game like a ninety-five. But today, playing it, I think I'm gonna give it an eighty-eight. It's still very good. I just for me the combat was just so kind of boring. Cause like anytime I died, I didn't feel like, oh, I just didn't play well enough. It was just like, hey, I'm destroying everyone in this dungeon, then here comes a boss that's super powerful. And then, you know, if I died from him, I would just stand on a chair and shoot him with an arrow and I win. So like the boss fights weren't that good. But I just love the freedom of this game. Just like how dense this map is filled with stuff is so good. Uh, I thought the expansions had some cool elements to it, but overall we're just okay. But yeah, this is just a ton of fun. If you've not experienced Skyrim, you got to give it a try. It's just, it is just so cool. Like, and this is the great thing too about Skyrim. It is filled with stories, even with these bugs. Like, it's just fun to talk about it and like go over these weird things that we've experienced it's just a ton of fun to like discuss with your friends and hey, I found this cool dungeon and got this cool artifact from there. It's great. Um, the game's kind of trial by fire, so if you're a noob, you might have a little bit of difficulty with it, but it's still a solid game. Oh, and we didn't even talk about mods. Like this is a I game. Yeah, I didn't use any of the mods. Yeah, Skyrim is like a desert island kind of game. If you had one game to play forever, like you could pick Skyrim hands down, like no issue. So with this version, there's now mods, even for the Xbox version. Uh, granted, on the Xbox version, there's some restrictions. So don't expect like nudity mods on the Xbox. But on the PC, I think that's kind of uh, the Wild West there. So you could probably have more fun with mods there. But yeah, the mods are easy to find, easy to initiate. They do warn you, hey, it may cause your game to crash or it may cause more bugs. But yeah, some of the mods are really cool. Like new lands, new maps, new followers improved graphics like really cool stuff so yeah didn't even touch on those but yeah there's this game is like endless to play go ahead liz so i was thinking 88 or 89 but there's no way i like this game more than you did so i definitely i'm gonna give it the 88 and because i love games like this i just 
I didn't get into it as much as Witcher. I wasn't as excited to play. And I do wish there was that morality system. And it was very buggy and I found it confusing. But I also factor in that, you know, a lot of this, not the bugginess, but like the confusion was more on my end because I also I was I trying to play. I kept telling you to get the clairvoyance spell. If you I had know, that, that would have helped you so much. But I also, like, I really didn't really stop to try to focus on magic and stuff because I wanted to get as far as I could knowing it was such a big game. And yeah, so uh, looking at Metacritic uh, for the 360, 96 and 8.6. So high scores. Yeah. A lot of I, hundreds. I, I see. I like I like how you explained it, Andrew. It's a desert island game because that's, I will say, and, and maybe that kind of helps Liz. Like if I could sit and have like all the time in the world because I'm stuck on a desert island, I would take this game and I would actually, you know, absolutely be happy with it because it is so much to explore and I'd you would pick awesome. this game over like a roguelike or something yes because as much as i like a roguelike and i and i will play the heck out of them it is it is something that from a gaming perspective like where i play like how i play now i love that i can just sit down i pick it up the action is as soon as i hit start and it and i can just pick right back up on it in skyrim there's in games like that like skyrim there's just so much going on that i'm like oh i just I just want to play. I don't want to, I don't know, build a story. If I want to watch a movie, I want to watch a TV show, I'll do that. If I want to play a game, I want to play a game. And I think that, like, we always joke about me not liking story. I think that's a lot of it. I just I just want to play the game. And that's kind of how I feel with, with gaming. It's, so you would play this on a desert island because you can't watch movies and you can't play other games. <laughs> not necessarily because so you can't can have watch both movies. of both worlds. <laughs> no, because if I would, I would happily like to have some movies too. But like, it's just in terms of like, if if I could take one game to a desert island, I might take another one. But the, this would actually be a good option. Like if I was put on a desert island and I had to take this, I wouldn't complain in the least. But I think like most people would because just how long it is. You there's so much to explore and people to meet that I think like a game like this would be most people's number one pick. Man. You should have looked if there was a roguelike mod for this game. Whoa. I bet there would have been like a dungeon that's like a roguelike. Oh, man. I bet you there is. I Now, that might get me back on Skyrim. You, <laughs> you got me schooled. I've I've already joked about about No Man's Sky Revisit because, well. It has barely, a roguelike caliber to it, though. There's a roguelike to it, so I, have to, I might have to find out more about this. All right, but right, well, let's wrap it up here. So thank you all so much for joining us. If you have a game suggestion, please email us at gamepassgrabbing at gmail.com or at Twitter, GBGBpod, or at Facebook, GBGBpod. I've been your hardcore gamer host, Andrew. You can find me on Xbox Live at Firebird01952. I just mumbled that a lot. Yeah, yeah nobody Thanks. listens to it anyways. I, had, <laughs> I know. I had another idea for something. I was going to have people write in, but it was it was something not about me, so I thought it would have been more interesting. I'm going to try to remember and see if I can do it next week. Self-burn. Yeah. Oh, and I've been Keith. And I'm Liz Anoob, Gamertag, coming on Dean, and I'm on Twitter at Liz Anoob, Noob is EW. Hi, everyone. Thank you all for joining us. We love you all. And we'll foos road die you next time. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs>